Welcome to Grace, New Hope, and the teaching ministry of Pastor Randy Rainwater. Today, Randy is teaching about John and Elizabeth. Please turn your Bibles to Luke as we continue our series, Been With Jesus. Let's listen now. I, Thursday, on Tuesday, Anita and I left after staff meeting and we we went up to Chattanooga and we visited with uh, a family of the church that has moved up there and um, we had dinner with them and with their daughter and it was just a great time. And then, um, and then Wednesday, we, we went to a, a hotel in Knoxville and spent the night and Wednesday morning, I got up and had breakfast with Rich Burnett, one of our members who moved up there. He's, he trains uh, professional athletes uh, as they're getting ready for the combines and, and uh, the major league draft and all those kinds of things. And Rich is just an amazing young man. If you need a Bible, put your hand up. We're, we are going to open the Bible this morning. Um, and uh, so uh, to Luke chapter, chapter uh, 2. But um, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1. And then we, we went up to, to Asbury, to Wilmore. It's my hometown. There's a revival going on. If you, if you haven't heard of it, um, it, it's it's special town to me. My my brother's been the mayor there for 46 years, and and it was it was interesting to be there. And and there's you know there's a there's logistics of of a town going from 6,000 people to 31,000 people and staying there for 12 days. Different people coming in. And just watching that and experiencing that, and um, Thursday night, and, and we went because Anita and I are on a board there, a youth ministry board, and we're honored to serve in that way, and it, it, for, it's preparing leaders across the country, and we're just honored to be a part of that. I, I sit in that room sometime, and I'm like, I, I don't have any business being here. Um, it's just such a profound thing. And I was, but I was sitting at the revival and I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk more about it. I took a few pictures. I was very, I didn't do a lot. I was trying to really honor the space that we were in. So I don't have a lot of video. I've got a few pictures. Um, but the f- first thing I'm going to tell you is it was, a, it was like a time warp. We were there, we were in there, we were inside three and a half hours. Uh, li- lines are, are between they're always a quarter mile long, sometimes a mile long to get into this building. They've opened up all these other buildings and, and people come and they, they stay for a while and they leave and, and you, know, you can't get back in unless you get back in the line. And we, because we were there for a board, we, board meeting, we, we went in the back door and they brought us and we sat, got, we sat in the second row and... Um, I would say I haven't ever experienced anything like that before, but I have. I've experienced it at Lug on Wednesday nights. Um, I've experienced it in this room for a while. But, you know, the kids have to be picked up because it wouldn't be fair to the kids' workers, which we need some more, by the way, if the Lord moves you in that. We need more. Um, So we can't leave our kids down the hallway for three and a half hours. That would be rough. Um, 
There's, there's things to do. There's things we've got to get to. And, and just for three and a half hours the other night, there was no place else I needed to be. And the guy who was there with us kept saying, do, do we need to go? Do, do, do you guys want to leave? And I'm like, well, we just got here. Oh, it's two hours. I, there was no measure of time. I want to take you this morning to a passage of Scripture. I had a sermon Thursday. I had turned my notes in. I had the whole thing written out. I went through it. Uh, my, my brothers and I hung out together on Thursday. We were celebrating what would have been my dad's birthday, and, um, but he's been with the Lord for a long time. But we try to get together and, and celebrate together on my dad's birthday. And um, I, I got finished, and Anita was visiting family and, and friends up there so, I mean, I, I preached through the sermon. I was all ready to go Thursday, 4 o'clock. And I'm sitting there Thursday night, and I'm like, Lord, that was, that was no point at all, was it, all that preparation? I do want to open the Word, because listen, revival will always be tied into the Word of God. The, the move of the Holy Spirit will always be tied into this. If you're ever in a place where the, where the Spirit of God, where they say it's the Spirit of God, and they put aside the Word of God, get up and walk out quick. Because it's always going to tie into the, to the word. So I want to I look this morning at this passage and then we'll talk a little bit. This is, this is Luke chapter 1, verse 39. Mary, I, we're backing up a little bit, but I was going to talk about John the Baptist today the whole time. I'm probably going to have to spend about three weeks on John. I hope that's okay. But... but you kind of got to give the backstory because there's Simeon and Anna and Simeon and Anna have this hunger to see the Messiah and they acknowledge they acknowledge the Messiah and they're the first ones to acknowledge the born Messiah other than the shepherds, the wise men, probably before the wise men. But, but before Jesus is born, three people acknowledge him. We're going to look at that right here. When the angel Gabriel comes and speaks to Mary and she says in verse 38, behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departs. He had left her with a little nugget in verse 36. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is in the sixth month with her who was called barren. You know, God is always doing things in places that no one thinks anything can work. Don't you think around the table they had been talking about this? Your, your Aunt Elizabeth, she is way... That Zachariah, I mean... I, the, what... It, we're, we, we can't talk about this anymore. So it says in verse 39, in those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Now, I want you to notice something that happens here. We got some Bible scholars in the room. Some of y'all teach Bible and stuff. It makes it tough on me. But uh, I got I to dot my I's and cross my T's, all right? 
So I'm going to do that this morning. She entered the house of Zechariah. It's not Elizabeth's house. It's Zechariah's house. Zechariah built the house. When you get engaged in the ancient world, this is what you would do. The, you, you get engaged. You have a big party. The guy goes, builds a house. The girl builds a dowry. And when he's ready, he just goes and gets her. And they're married. That, I'm not, there's kids in the room, but, but marriage and what happens at the honeymoon is the same word, okay? There's no such thing as premarital, okay? It's just that biblically, there just isn't such a thing. It just, it does, it just culturally, biblically, it, it isn't such a thing. He goes and he gets her, and, and it would have been Zachariah's house. That's the way the culture would have seen it. But Zechariah is not the center of the story. Watch who's the center of the story here. And by the way, I just wonder, the angel didn't come to Mary's parents. I just wonder what those conversations would have been like. It says in those days, there's some period of time there. And she arose and she hurried to Elizabeth's house because Elizabeth gets this. I, nobody else gets this, but, but, but Elizabeth would get this because there's something going on there. The angel talked about, and she goes into the house and Elizabeth heard the greeting of, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about Acts 2.17, church. When it says that in the last days, which is what we're in, that, that the, the last days, when Jesus went to heaven, the last days started. The young will have vision and the old will dream dreams. John's got a vision. And Elizabeth interprets, listen, here's the thing. Older generation, you have a place in this move of the Holy Spirit. I, I read something online. I don't mean to be negative towards this or anything, but it was like, I, I hope that older people don't mess up this revival. Listen, and I get that. I get that. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people see something like this and, and they get real negative about, about the emotion of it or anything. But, but, but it takes both. It takes both. It was, it's supposed to be both. It's, it's not. The kingdom of God is not about this group hating this group. The kingdom of God is about God's people coming together. Every age. Every tribe, tongue, and nation. Coming together and, and working together. And, and when it happens, it's this incredibly beautiful thing. And that's what happens here. Because listen, what if Elizabeth had said, oh, that was just gas. She's the only one who knew. Nobody else knows. Mom's in the room. You remember those feelings. And you go, oh. And nobody else knows. It takes the interpretation of the next generation. And she explained with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. 
And why is this granted to me? That the, look at this. Here's the first verbal acknowledgement of Jesus. Why is it granted me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she, look at this, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Look at that verse. If you've got it, whatever translation you got it in, I want us to read it together out loud. I don't care if it's different translations. Verse 45, here we go, here we go. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This generation, John the Baptist, has this vision. The Messiah is here. I got a job to do. This generation speaks it, gives it credibility. And here's Mary in the middle generation. And look at what Mary does. Mary, my soul, magnifies the Lord. It's an interesting thing. Then in a house that's Zacharias, a priest, the first acknowledgement of Jesus as a here is a baby. And the next two are women. In a culture in which women's vote, women couldn't testify in court, but they could testify as to the fact that the Messiah had come. God's going to shake things up. What if, what if Elizabeth had just kept her mouth closed? What if Elizabeth had lived in the somewhat shame? It was a blessing, but, but honey, you're old. We don't want to think about it. What if Elizabeth had, had not spoken what God was doing inside her? I want to ask that a question. What if Elizabeth had not spoken of what God was doing inside her? What if we don't speak of what God is doing inside of us? When I was in fifth grade, I was a part of a gang, the Thunderbirds. We ruled the playground against the Thunder Killers, a rival gang led by who would one day be my friend, Adam. And we would go out on the playground and we would wage an epic war of freeze tag every day, the Thunderbirds and the Thunder Killers. Maybe you remember those days. And one day we were out there and, and, and the Thunderbirds were the ones who were doing the hunting. Uh, the Thunder Killers were doing the hunting. The Thunderbirds, we were already out there and, and, and I had made my way and had found myself a weeping willow tree to hide under. If you remember the weeping willow trees, they, they would come down to the ground and I had worn green and brown that day because I knew where I was going to hide that morning when I woke up. I had my brother James's camo jacket from Vietnam. I was ready to be a warrior in freeze tag. And, 
and I went and I made my, I made my spot. And, and it was funny because I was just up there the other day when I was with my brother and the old, the old school is now City Hall. And we were, we were there at, at City Hall and, and I was looking at the, the cafeteria, which I thought was the biggest room in the whole world. It's not anything, it's not even close to being as big as this room. It, I thought it was the biggest room in the world. And the gym, I thought the gym was like, you know, Rupp Arena or Stegman Coliseum or something. It was just a little gym. It wasn't even full size. And the playground, which I thought was massive, was about as big as this right here. But I had made my, my place of hiding under the weeping willow tree, and I'm watching the thunder killers one after another tag out the thunderbirds. And the, we had these two places that were safe. One was a place you could run to, and if you were there, so when somebody else came, you had to run. Remember those kind of homes? And we call that the dynamite plant. I don't know why. It was a, it was a sandbox that hadn't had sand, and it was just dirt. But the, but the free home, the home that if you tagged it, everyone who was frozen was released was the giant sliding board, which back in the day I thought was 50 feet high. It was about 12. But there was no bars, that, like there was a little bar at the top. There's no safety things. Children need to learn the risk of life. You know, I mean, and, I mean back then, man, we would climb these ladders. And, you know, if you fell off, you were just dumb you know you know now you can sue for those kind of things but but if you could touch the sliding board that sliding board you get to the bottom of that thing and if you didn't wear the right pants you would just keep going there's children still flying through space that came off that sliding board and 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 I'm there under my weeping willow tree and I'm watching kids get tagged and tagged and tagged and 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 all of the thunder killers got diverted down to the dynamite plant. The last two thunderbirds were down there, and they were, they were circling them. And, and I could make my way to the, to, the, to the home free, and I could tag it, and I could yell, everyone's free. And, and when you yell that, it turns around. And now you're the aggressor. But you see, Adam didn't tag people. He smacked people. We had a code in the Thunderbirds. We tagged with kindness. The Thunder Killers, no such code. That's why they had that Thunder Killers name. And I stood there under that tree and I watched Thunderbird after Thunderbird after Thunderbird get tagged and tagged and tagged. And all I had to do was run. And I saw Adam making his way back but I thought I could get there first, but I waited. And Miss Pendleton blew the whistle and recess was over. And I came out from under my weeping willow tree in my camos and you know, I know it's a silly little kid story, but it's one of the five regrets of my life. I, I really mean that. Because I chose safety over call. I chose safety over call. Let, let, let me take you to Asbury. I, I don't have a lot of video stuff. This is, um, 
This is uh, the outside, I think. Let me, I'm going to get out. This is the lawn. So inside, inside is an auditorium. It seats about 1,800 and it's packed. And you're going to see that in a second. This is the lawn. It's like, it, this is yesterday. It's, it's just like this. And there's, there's I, I need you to understand, there's no celebrities. There's celebrities there. They're in the crowd. They're not on the stage. It, I probably shouldn't say this. I, the worship teams, it, I don't know that any of them, maybe one or two, would be on our worship team if they auditioned. The speakers, I, I probably wouldn't book them to come speak to you. There's nothing extraordinary about what's happening on the stages. There's something extraordinary about what's happening in people's lives. Difference between those things. Um, this, is, this was one of the worship times. Actually, that's Carolyn over there. She was one of our interns. She would be one that we would have here. She interned here five years ago, if you remember her. And, and she was leading. And then let me, let's go to the next picture. Um, the, this is, this is the, the call of the school, holiness unto the Lord. Listen, that doesn't mean legalism unto the Lord. Let me be really clear. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean don't enjoy life. It's the farthest thing. Following Jesus is the fullest life. That's one of, one of our vision value statements. Next, next picture here. Um, this, this, is, this is still the same place. Carolyn um, started singing that Anus Day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Of the Lord God Almighty, he reigns. And they just started singing it for 45 minutes over and over again. And people just, there was no invitation. People just went to the altar. People just, just, just came to the altar. I think I got a couple pieces of video here. Just very, this is the, this is the auditorium just to give you a scope of, um, But I think, go to the next one. I think I've got And then there's one more. And it's been going on since Wednesday a week ago like that, 24 hours a day. Why? You know, my, my, brother's, my brother's the mayor, and we, we were in the car, and um, I, I won't betray the people, but I listened to him have conversations with government people about as high as it gets that were wanting to come and be there or, or somehow be part of it and, you know, or, or have voice in it. Everything from that to people calling, like, my cat's been missing three days. Do you think one of these people took my cat, you know? I mean, just the things that you deal with in a small town. But, 
but I was interested in the different people that were calling him and asking him about it. And here's the question that everyone was asking. What, was, what were they asking? Is this real? Is this authentic? There's, there's no consumerism here. Um, they're not letting anybody sell anything except the businesses that were already in town. They're, they're, it's simple. But why are people coming? What, what is it? And I, 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 the, the first week, it was, the weather was wonderful, but Thursday, it was 36 and raining. And people were lined to get in, to be there just for a little while. What, what is it? I, I think it's that, it's that tree moment I had. I, I, we babysat last night, and we had both of the younger grandkids, four and six months old. We had not done that before. We will do it again after some therapy. Um, and, and, and this was the thing. Okay, I, the, the grandkids were fine with me until Anita walked in the room. And as soon as Anita walked in the room, ah, they didn't want me. It's okay. It's okay. They didn't want me. They wanted her. And I understand that. She's the one who is with them. She's the one who babysits them. I show up and go, hey, and try to give them sugar and things like that, you know. That's what grandpas do. But they wanted grandma. For those that are believers in the room, this, this is what hit me. I was like, Lord, I, I have followed you faithfully at about 90%. And at this point, being 60, I mean, I remember, I remember when I said, okay, I'm not going to pursue my dreams. I'm going to pursue the dream that you have for me because they were very different things. And I did that. I stepped away from the only thing I was ever really good at to do what he called me to. And I knew he called me and I answered that call, but I've done it at about 90%. And I've known what the other 10% was. I know, look, I'm, you can come, you can open up my planner. There's no deep, dark secrets. I'll tell you my thing. Okay, I'll tell you my thing right here, right now. I just, I really like being needed. That's my thing. That's, that's my big, dark, scary. I I like it when you call me. Can you do this? Oh, yeah. Do you know this person? Can you do this for me? Oh, yeah. Can, no, I can take care of that for you. You know what that is? I like being God. And I, I was there the other night, and I said, okay, Lord, what would it take to not be at 90, but to be all in? In our marriages, you remember when you got married and you had these dreams for what it would be and what 
But it's been about 90% if we're honest. Because, man, that flesh, parenting, our walk with Jesus, this, this is the thing. I, we've got some room here. We've got, we've got a lot of room here. And I don't have an agenda for the next 27, 22 minutes. And I'm going to get off the stage here. I would love for us, we've got some kneelers back there. They're not up here. I'd like to bring some kneelers up here. We're going to do some communion. We're going to take some time at our seats. And I'm just going to ask you, this is your pine tree, this is your willow tree moment. Wherever you're at, however old you are, from this point forward, to not give him 90%. And look, this is a great church. You guys are amazing people. Let me just, you guys are, this is an amazing church. We've done some of the hard work already. We have. People have put their own stuff aside. They've, they've sought after God. You guys give. I was hearing stories about giving, and I was like, and I didn't say anything, but I'm like, guys, my, my church does stuff like that, like all the time. All the time. All I do is get up and say we have a need. You guys can come on up here. And um, your elders, you can do what you want anyway. All right. Um, and the, I mean, this, this is an amazing group of people. But, but what if we repented of the stuff? What if, what if we, what if we didn't just, and again, there's kids in the room. What if we didn't just not watch really bad stuff? What if we like really pursued holiness and purity, guys? Including the stuff that's on the bottom of the news feeds that they always put on there. The clickbait they put on the bottom of the news feeds. What if if in our marriages we we went back to the, the passion that it was the night we got engaged and we dreamed about what it would be if we really lived selflessly for each other. What if we did that as parents and as grandparents? What if we did that in our walk with Jesus? What would it be? This is why people are going to Wilmore because they want that hunger. They want that hunger. They want they're standing in the rain because there's something there that they, that they know deep inside they want. And I think we do too.